Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, yeah. indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I wanted you to do the Ku Klux Klan pledge, the, the but that's Klu- fun. <laughs> Wait, is it Ku Klux? It's Ku. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I always thought it was Ku Klux. You and a well, lot of people, Well, that's what your tongue worry. wants to do, because it's yeah. a weird thing to say. Yeah. Well, but that's like... What's what? the Ku Klux... How do you... Wait, number one, what's the Ku Klux Klan version? <laughs> number two, how do you know that version? Don't Is that just that. one nation under the Ku Klux Klan? <laughs> Probably. Or what? Klu... Ku Klux Klan. Klu... Google it. Okay. <laughs> You'll see it's for yourself. It's like nuclear. It's just a thing <laughs> yeah. that happens. No, okay. nuclear is not acceptable. I'm really, I'm actually isn't. really proud that I mispronounce Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, that's fine. Because that means you. I hate them. That's yeah. right. And if it pisses them off that I say clue, then good for Great. them. Then they need to get a clue. Uh, woo woo. <laughs> Um, it sounds pretty good. Good. Right. That's great. The more you talk at the mic, the better. I'll just, I'll just whisper it. <laughs> That's perfect. Microphone. That's perfect. I'm feeling the urge to do like um, uh, the the NPR, mm. um, yeah. the ladies on SNL. Oh, God, I'm dating myself that. right now. No. Um, and how sweaty how are those sweaty balls? <laughs> uh, they're they're very sweaty. Um, <laughs> so spot on. Hey everybody. Hey. And welcome to Carry On, colon, the Sex in the City podcast. This is Catherine. Say hello. <laughs> hello. You're pointing at me. Yeah. You're also taking just the right amount of pauses between things that make me feel like I should jump in. Yeah, but then you awkward. continue. Yeah. <laughs> You've been doing your Dad, good job. Dad, <laughs> I was you, just going to... No, you're... You go. You? Yeah. No. I'm I'm your I'm your co-host Kat and I with me as always is Alec Wells and I'm wagging my pussy all around town. And with us tonight <laughs> <laughs> It's Riley Critchlaw. That's right. What's up? Now we're, wait, we're I have a story. Outnumbering the dude tonight. Yeah. Oh, Usually what? it's it's a sausage party Maybe starring me. We're doing the pussy wagon. If you know what I mean. No. Mm-hmm. On the pussy wagon. No, pussy I, wagon. I know ending you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I want to say something, which is. Oh, oh it's gorgeous. I was just bringing. You're going to do a musical no, no, interlude. Just letting everyone know. Alex making oh, a speech. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So <laughs> Riley. <laughs> I, I, maybe it was like when I saw you in a show or something. I didn't know your last name, mm-hmm. and when I first read it, you know how sometimes you read things incorrectly. Yes, I read it as Critch Cow. Oh, great! <laughs> and so <laughs> when I actually learned it was Critch Low, first of all, it blew my mind. But it doesn't matter even if I see it correctly. I still think it's Critch Cow. That's great. Miss Riley Rose Critchcow. I like it. I've got one of my friends, I'm in his phone still, is Riley Crislow. 
because he couldn't handle it. There's a mm-hmm. lot of consonants in it. It's confusing. Yeah. I like it. It sounds like you're a witch. witch I'm kind low. of obsessed with the idea that Riley's a witch. Well, um, this is some witchcraft, which is sometimes <laughs> I have to read. I have to read books uh, or scripture things like that take place in the Middle East or during like the Middle Ages. Yeah, and there are all these names like Ezekiel and. Ezekiel again, and <laughs> sure, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and it and it's like, but they're not like John, Tom, Kelly, um, and it's really hard to read them because the names are so unusual. Anyway, the point of this is no one's forcing you to read them aloud. Our friend Ricky, his mm-hmm. boyfriend's name is Ben. It is his last name starts with an A, and it's like Azagaga. Right. It's Azaraga. You're very close. My brain I mean, says Azagaga to you. Yeah. We're being white people right now. We're going, it's Azaraga. It's so blah, 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 blah. It's, it's like Smith or whatever. Uh, look, I recognize that I'm awful. I recognize I'm an awful human being. And yeah, you I don't have take not time started this podcast off by showing what a wonderful guy you are no, tonight. But, uh, but you. I just have to be honest. So, like, when I see something that confuses me, even for a second, I just refuse to learn. <laughs> so, anyway, if you look at my phone, Ben's phone number, his contact says Ben Middlesworth because I didn't. That's hilarious. I, I didn't know. I have I Daniel in my phone as Ben Tramer, but that's a very obscure reference to Halloween. <coughs> um, Riley. So that's not the same. Uh, no, it's okay. Welcome. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you for being here. I'm so excited that I'm here. Currently. Yeah, Riley's a good friend of ours. We've known her for c- quite some years. And um, ordinarily we do our plugs at the end, but just to give people an idea of who you are. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about what you do or whatever? Oh, yeah, whatever. So, you know, I act and I write and stuff. And, you know, most notably, I have this YouTube channel called BFD Comedy. Uh, it's youtube.com slash Bowling for Tiffany. You've heard about it. Carry On listeners have heard about it before because yeah. we've talked about it when Daniel was on. Daniel and uh, Daniel and Riley are in BFT Comedy and Daniel and Riley are also in... Mary-Kate and Ashtray, mm-hmm. which is our comedy duo. We actually have a live show coming up on February 6th. I was just going to ask because it seems like it's been a while since you guys have been on stage. It has, it has. We've been focusing mostly on our YouTube stuff, so we've missed out on doing the live performances but we will we'll be back the stage stuff is really good and um and and to give you an idea of the kind of stuff that bft comedy does they're doing this really beautiful series right now that's uh (laughs) aren't you afraid of the dark and children of the 90s will recognize immediately how what a beautiful parody it is kind of uh but but it's also of are you afraid of the dark but it's also just kind of like batshit insane yeah which is very indicative or yeah of what they do um and I'll, uh, yeah, so you need to check that out. That's all. Everybody check it out. And That's my question all. for you, since it's your first time on the show. Yes. What we like to ask first timers is, mm-hmm. how were you introduced to Sex and the City? What is your first memory of watching Sex and the City? <sighs> all right, you guys. Take oh my us gosh. Back. <laughs> oh my gosh. This sounds juicy. This is something that I just, I couldn't, and I write a lot, but I couldn't have even written this if I wanted to sit down and write a ridiculous way for someone to be introduced Ooh. to Sex and the City. But Oof. here's how it happened. So, um, I'm going to preface this as, as briefly as I can. I worked for a summer on a ranch uh, called Whispering Hope Ranch, which housed special needs animals oh. and 
would have different groups of special needs kids come through, and my job was to introduce the kids to the animals, which was equally incredible and life-changing and inspiring. Yeah. I could and, cry. And ridiculous. I mean, it was yeah. a ridiculous, beautiful place that, oh, I, we worked, wow. that I worked Whispering at. Hope? Whispering Hope. Is it so. still in operation? I don't know. I think so. I, I think the woman who ran it was, like, kind of crazy, and I think she got replaced at one point, but... <laughs> Anyway, it was this very bizarre summer because they didn't really know what they... We were like the flagship team to be doing this or something, blah, blah. Anyway, we were living in a barn. So they had nowhere for us to live. So we lived in a barn. We had all the counselors. There were like six of us. We each had a stall, like a sliding horse stall. Are you serious? Yes. For a summer? For a summer. My God. We each had a sliding horse stall in this barn. Uh, Did you have Netflix? No, we had nothing. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But this is how this comes into play because we we had one of those. Do you remember in like middle school when you would have when there'd be a sub or it would be rainy or the teacher would run out of ideas and they would let you watch a movie and and they would wheel it in. They'd roll that TV in that tall TV. And then you knew it was going to be a. Oh, I knew it was happening right because there was someone like struggling to figure it out. It's always like their first time with the TV. Yeah. So we had one of those. We had one of those rolly TV things that they put in the barn with us along with like one of those stand heaters that you see outside of like a cafe that you sit under when oh it's my cold. God. Yeah. We had those two things down. in the middle of this barn and we had the really we had the TV but we didn't have anything to watch except someone happened to have brought the complete series of no. sex in the oh city. Oh my god. <laughs> That's incredible. So I watched every god-given episode of Sex in the City that summer because god we had nothing else to watch and at one point I mean, God love Carrie and all of that. I got so sick of it sure. that I went, and I found a blockbuster have. that was like miles and miles away and I rented some movies and I came back and watched them and then I got in a huge fight with another girl who lived in the barn who uh, we will call her La Carla because oh, that's sure. very similar to what her name was in reality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so La Carla didn't like that I was watching Jesus's Magic. Which oh, is yeah. sure. really great. Really, yes. And very offensive. Extremely yeah. racist. Yeah. Not that we're being specific about La Carla's ethnicity. Right. No. But La Carla didn't like it. <laughs> so then we had to go back to watching did, Sex in the did City. Did La Carla like Sex in the she City? She did. She loves Sex in the City. Wow. I mean, Samantha be fucking all kinds of racism. You know, well, yeah, well, they're loving up on, on all she of them. She doesn't discriminate. No, yeah, no, hey, no, hey. That, that is, that is wow. a crazy. What year was that? That was, let's see, the summer between my freshman and sophomore year at USC. So that was the summer of 06. Okay. Okay. Hot damn. Whispering, what a story. Whisper, Whispering Hope Ranch. That's so strange. I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay, it's not yeah, because we Hope no was always phone, whispering. No. She's like, come to my ranch. <laughs> And you were like, speak up, Hope. It's like, Hope, like, uh, no one's uh, ever going to know if you we, only whisper it. So, so okay, so you got sick of it, understandably, but you must have, like, is there a favorite episode, a favorite moment, moments that stick out, and or can you tell us if you have a favorite guy of Carrie's? Like, are you a big girl? Are you an Aiden girl? A burger. A burger. Oh, well, first of all, I have to say my memory for things that I watch is pretty terrible, so I don't remember most of it. Got Except it. for Friends. Um, well, Do you remember the episode we just watched? I didn't remember that. that. I okay, already we'll go over it again. It was no, I, I, I remember it. For, well, kind of. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and Friends is different because I've watched all of Friends just thousands of times. And Sex yeah. and the City, I, I watched all the way through but just the once so yeah. it's a little different mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um let's see i i remember hmm 
I, I don't like big. I never liked big because oh, I didn't think he was attractive. Yeah. And okay. I am very, uh, dis- I discriminate against men on TV based yeah. on how hot they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I've always just thought, okay, Chris Noth, great. Yes, he's a handsome man. Until our guest, um, our, uh, a girlfriend of mine, Clark Wolf, came on this show and she was like, he's not really conventionally attractive. And it was the first time anyone had ever suggested that to me. Really? And I had never thought about it. And then I was like, I mean, he has. He definitely has some interesting angles. Like if you shoot him from underneath, he's got a ve- he's got very odd nostrils. Oh. Anyway, but I I still think he's cute. And Chris charming. Noth is one of those guys that I I never want to see his high school photo because I like only imagining him as over forty. Oh, now I want to like, see his high school. What does photo. he look like? Not true. forty. I never like even thought about he's that. eternally forty. Yeah. Me. Even when he's sixty well, or he's eighty, he's just man. like forty. He's a gentleman. Yeah. Like what does that guy look like? Young. I mean that he's a man who's yeah. not meant to be young. Totally. Yeah. He's not meant to be youthful. Like like uh, Richard on Friends. What's his real name? He's got a real oh, Tom, Tom Selleck. Exactly. Oh, he's similar. Man. Yeah. He's only that age That's forever. That's correct. He, was, he would never have yeah. ever been That's fourteen. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Tom Selleck. That's funny. What about um? So was there was. Is there, is there any part of the show you remember really enjoying? Like, do you do you identify more with any one of the girls? Do you think Samantha's hilarious, terrible? Is there any sex scene that pops out? Any memories? See, I like Samantha. I think I like Samantha the best because, because uh, well, in, I don't know. Am I, are we doing spoiler alerts? I don't want to give anything it's away. It's fine. <laughs> give, it a, give it all. Give it all. We so talk all, about what happens, happens later, right? With the, the cancer and the and the everything with yeah. Samantha, and she, you know, she has balls and she's like majorly awesome. And at yeah. that point, I was like, all right, this is something I can get on board with because yeah. I, I kind of, uh, I just Carrie, I can't, I can't with Carrie. Yeah. Okay, I just can't yeah. do it. Uh, sure, she's <laughs> which is a cunty little bitch a lot of the time. Just, I love like, her. But I don't she's care about her problems flawed. at all. I think is mostly Carrie and uh, Charlotte. I don't care about their yeah. problems on an almost consistent basis yeah uh-huh. um, Miranda I Miranda I have huge sympathy for because she is Cynthia Nixon and I feel like she's trapped in this world where she yeah. should be in an amazing like long-running Broadway show only yeah. and not have had to be trapped in this world mm-hmm. yeah. so my heart goes mm-hmm. out to Cynthia Nixon yeah she well I mean uh, we are huge Cynthia Nixon fans on, I, on carry on like she's our that's yeah. our dog girl oh, God, I mean I love we love her. all the actresses actually and and I've come to a new understanding of Carrie through us talking it out and and realizing kind of what they're trying to, like, some of the reasons why she's so insufferable and immature and frustrating is because they're trying to show her that way. And they they want to show her growing and she's warts and all, like, they just show it all to you. Um, but we, yeah, we love, I love Cynthia Nixon. She's, oh my God, there recently, um, I told Matthew about this and we tweeted about it, um, on our Twitter feed and some of you may have seen it. Cynthia Nixon recently, like, read some short story, like, for a per- part of a performance piece for, like, some public radio or theater or something. And it's, it's, it's life-affirming, just listening to her, the, speaking with, speaking some great words. You know, she's oh. just Cynthia Nixon. Hello. I'm Cynthia Nixon. I'm a lifelong New Yorker, but I don't have the rights that most of my friends and neighbors do. I'm engaged to the woman I love. But on December 2nd, the New York State Senate voted against my right to marry her. Last year, prior to the vote, so many of us went up to Albany to speak with our state senators about why marriage equality is so important to us and to our families. They didn't get the message. 
they still think it's okay to treat me and hundreds of thousands of other New Yorkers like second-class citizens. I feel like she she's is, just fantastic. She just like is Tilda Swinton, but but that you know ended up they they're the same person. Yeah. First of all, like yeah. definitely the same sure. human. Yeah. But somehow Tilda Swinton ended up like in an art installment, and Cynthia Nixon ended up on Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah. It and that's make where they're like sliding doors. Yeah, diverged. I love hearing Cynthia Nixon speak about. You know, um, she she and the ladies went on Oprah when the show was still on, I, or maybe shortly after it ended, but towards the end of the run. And Oprah was asking a lot of like kind of like 2003, 2004 era questions that are just kind of ignorant about. You know, she's like, so you, you date are married to a woman, and she's like, yeah, I fell in love with. <laughs> A woman. And Oprah's like, well, that's interesting. Tell us more about that. And Cynthia Nixon's like, yeah, so um, I fall in love with people, and they've all mostly been men or whatever, and or whatever. She, I don't know. Maybe she's always been a lesbian. I don't know. The point is it doesn't really matter, and right. that's kind of what she was conveying to Oprah. Is She yeah. was like, yes, I, I am in love with this woman, and um, her butchiness is what I find really sexy about her, and she's so bare bones about awesome. it. And Oprah's like, Oprah's trying to make it this, like, quirky, interesting, and she's like, it's, I'm in love, or it's yeah, sure. All right. And she's not rude about it. She's just Cynthia Nixon. Right. Who we all want to be. Oh, no. I love her. I absolutely adore her. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I would say as a character, Samantha was my favorite. And as a human being, Cynthia Nixon wins sure. the prize. Let's yeah. talk about this episode. Yes. We bit. just watched season two, episode 17. This one's a mouthful. 20-something girls versus 30-something women. Yeah. It aired mm-hmm. September 26th, 1999, written and directed by Darren Starr. Okay. Who was, a, a, one of, who was the creator of the show. Mm-hmm. Riley, in case you... I'm sure you know that. Um, and wh- how does the show open? Anyone so, want to say that? <laughs> the show... Giggles. Opens so many giggles. With, um, I'm a bust full a of topical, <laughs> relevant... Brady Bunch parody. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I don't know. It's some dumb shit about some fucking couple that doesn't get along. This is a story about a lovely couple, Rob and Elaine, who rented a house one especially hot and sticky summer in the Hamptons. Elaine invited her best single friends, Cindy and Janet while Rob invited his single friends, Ira and Matthew, to share the good times and exorbitant rent. Until one day, this lovely couple had a terrible fight when Elaine went out for a run and twisted her ankle and came back early to find Rob canoodling with Janet. And Cindy got tired of Matthew's idiotic jokes and incessant market chatter, and Ira tried to be there for Elaine and confessed his true feelings for her, which she tried to laugh off as a joke. By August, it got to the point where everything was so awkward that nobody wanted to come back. And that's when Janet called her friend Charlotte. It's a really cute three-bedroom cottage, and they're giving us a fantastic deal for the month of August. Yeah, of course it's a good deal. It's haunted with cheating boyfriends and sexual rejection. We can always burn sage. Hey, sharing a house with your girlfriends is fine in your 20s, but I feel like in your 30s, isn't it a tiny bit pathetic, like being the oldest kid at summer camp? She has a point. My 25-year-old assistant, Nina Grabowski, has a summer share in Bridgehampton with 18 other girls. They have to sleep in ships. What do they do when they meet someone? Oh, they fuck in ships, too. Hold it, hold it. I can't believe you guys would pass up a chance to get out of this sweltering heat. And besides, the city's completely dead during August. That's because everyone's 
in the Hamptons. We're stuck in traffic trying to get there. But this could be the last summer that we can actually all get together and do something like this. I mean, next year, who knows? One of us could be married or have kids. And then we'll always regret that last summer that we didn't spend together in the Hamptons. Charlotte's sweet hopefulness touched something in all of us. Okay, I'm in. Me too. Fine. But I get the late shift. Long story short, this house in the Hamptons has opened up. Okay, first of all, I have a question about the Hamptons, because I don't know. Yeah. But it's always like people in New York go to the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. I mean, what it, what is the Hamptons? Is it like a? Is it just a big house? Is it a <laughs> I, town? I think it's is a, it a mu- municipality? Is it? It's is it an a county? Island? I think it's a a part of Long Island. Yeah, I believe it's sure. a very very fancy uh, getaway area oh. where if you have a house there, it costs a lot of money to have said house. So you know it's fancy. All the other fancy people have houses there, so you all get together and have fancy parties. And okay. it's. So it a is nice... a municipality. Yes. Oh, okay. that's exactly Klu Klux Klan. And it's and it's a nice getaway for the people who live in that stinky, gross city during the summer that just smells like pee. Right, which it's is true. Dirty. That's what I keep hearing so from all my friends. Hamptons. So they get out there and they yeah. get into that fresh air, and there's yards and there's a beach. <laughs> it's beautiful. Who doesn't yeah. want that? Oh, yeah. And it's on Long Island. Yeah, and and what I what. Yeah, exactly. And there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, stereotypes about certain parts of Long Island, which I think is why they they don't say we're just going to Long Island. They, they say we're right. going to the Hamptons. Yeah, like Cropsy. And they have to get on a bus because it's far away. Uh, they yeah. four hours in traffic. Yeah, I mean, that was it's, bumper to bumper. It's but... a Long Island. <laughs> no. It is a real. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that explains. Well, that. okay. So, um, so Charlotte, is it Charlotte? Yeah, it's Charlotte. She has. These, she knew one of the people involved yeah. in this epic fuck up well, that caused them all to not want to be in this summer share. Yeah, yeah, and the whole, the, like, Brady Bunch opening also, I thought, set up a really interesting theme of the episode, which was, like, these women, all, like, the, the three women who were, who were, like, pretty and, like, you know, they were, had them, they were well put yeah. together and they seemed to be, like, doing it. Yeah. And then they had three, like, schlumpy dudes yeah. in polos who were really unfortunate yeah. looking. The, oh, poor Ira. <laughs> no, no, did you, notice, did you notice how he made people a- answer three questions before they could cross the bridge? Did you notice that? <laughs> um, okay. so, so that is a recurring theme uh, later on. Yeah, so that's like these women with their trolls um, <laughs> I got in the it. Hamptons. So, um, so Charlotte, in her very Charlotte and optimistic way... It's like, hey, ladies, I've got this place. Hey, um, ladies. In the Hamptons. And Charlotte's like, the Hamptons more like the Humptons. Is that what she Except said? Except she didn't say God, that. I it's know. a missed opportunity alert. Uh-oh, yeah, missed opportunity know. alert. Um, so, uh, yeah, so then, uh, you know, what happens uh, next? They Oh, and yeah. she also, now, I don't know where we're at in the series, because, again, I don't really remember it, but... Did you notice when she was like, who knows what'll happen next summer? We might be married. And then she gestured straight at Moran. And she's like, we might, someone might have a kid. <gasps> Ooh, foreshadowing. I didn't yeah. know yeah. That happened. Wow. Oh, Spoiler oh, oh. Alert. Okay, so Riley used to be a witch. So <laughs> you'll, um, you'll used appreciate. Used to my ass. Wait, I, this <laughs> happened and I looked at both of you and neither of you heard it. What, what was so it? Oh, this Charlotte, age. I got it. Okay, was, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Charlotte says <laughs> like, some terrible stuff. Happened in the Hamptons, and Samantha says, We can always burn, burn sage. sage. And I was like, Oh, Samantha, teen witch. Kat and Holy I are going to call shit. our witch band Burning Sage. Yeah. You can try it till you boo. I will make a fool of you. Talk back. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll come and see and, you and guys. we'll end um, the background of our epic, like, hard rock music on the stage. Like, the backdrop is going mm. to be a woman named Sage, like, burning yeah, at, the, at the stake. What? When are you guys <laughs> yeah. playing? As soon as we can find a woman named Sage, if you're a woman named Sage, please. We'd like to burn uh, you in our show. Email us. Oh no, I'm busy that night. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Sage. Yeah. So the girls are are despite themselves a little carried away with Charlotte's. Um, youthful Moxie mm-hmm, and her insistence yeah. that you know we'll always rem- we'll always regret that summer we didn't spend together in the Hamptons, snatching up this affordable summer share. So for the month for the entire mm-hmm. month of August, so which is a pretty sweet deal, y'all. Yeah. yeah. So they go, you know what? Okay. It's and the true. girls all get ready. They've packed up their stuff. Yeah. And they and, go to catch the Hamptons Jitney. And Samantha, I just want to talk about before they all get on the bus. Please. Because yeah. she's at work yeah. and she's got the little assistant. Oh my God. Nina let's not. G. Yeah, let's Nina talk G. about, and let's she's talk also about wearing, Samantha's storyline. She's a good wearing, opportunity. At this point, I think she was wearing that shirt that looked like she'd been mauled from behind. Yes. It had like a big. I really thought they were like, oh, and then they revealed Samantha's terrible accident because yeah. she yeah. had like a mesh. Hole yeah. It's um, in the back it's a fan that like theory was... that deserves to be fleshed out in a yeah. comic book. Yeah, side story. Her about flesh Samantha. was pulled out. It really yeah. she was mauled. I yeah. wonder if she got that shirt at the mall. Oh, oh. shopping M A U L. So, uh, but her assistant more importantly, Nina yeah. Grabowski. Oh, I like Nina to think G. of that as Nina G. I like to think of that as a um, like a play on words, like Nina Grabowski. Yeah, you're she's, right. She's like a, she's a little she's a little. You're, you're a little slut, aren't you, Nina? So Nina... Um, I'm sorry, I don't like that word. That's not a nice we word. We walk in, and Nina is this total ankle because she's three feet below a cunt. <laughs> oh! Yes. And yes. she's being a total bee sting to just go yeah, ahead Samantha and Yeah, Samantha walks into that. her office, and Nina's on the phone like, Oh my God, shut up! Fuck you! Yeah, blah, she's like, blah, you blah. blow me, whatever. Let's oh, because we had just, they had just set her up as, as being like, you know, Samantha didn't care about 20-year-olds until she saw a real 20-year-old. By the yeah. way, when they're at their foretop talking about um, the Hamptons and whatnot, Samantha's describing, she says, my assistant Nina Grabowski, XYZ, she and her girlfriends have a summer chair. Does anyone, do, do you turn Alec to Riley and say, um, my friend Ricky Middlesworth, like, no, yeah. you don't. No, earlier today, I was like, I'm doing Carry On Later with Riley Critchcow. <laughs> and people were like, this is oh, the thing that, that doesn't seem lol. right. See, but this is the first of many Friends references, but this is the thing that Friends gets made fun of for a lot, because every other moment they're like, hey, Chandler, do you want to go over to Ross's place? I think Phoebe and Monica might be over there. And then yeah. he's like, hey, Rachel, I think you're right. Let's go. Yeah. Joey, do you want to come? They oh, all name boy. each other. That's a great point, Riley. Team, Catherine, but... I have to disagree with you. <laughs> but is there that... a reason for Samantha in that moment if we, if this is real life and not a tv show to say she she would just say my assistant and her friends rent a summer share blah blah she doesn't have to say my assistant nina grabowski as though the girls are gonna go oh yes we've heard of nina g no that's a ridiculous line it's ridiculous. Yeah. like thank uh, you like others that I've it, there down. are probably better soapboxes i could get on but it just yeah. bothered me well no, it's but true. so nina's being really awful she's the worst assistant in the world she's i can't believe human. she's made it this far like and she to even mouths be in the office. off to samantha oh my god samantha always felt like she was in her 20s until the sight of an actual 20 something brought her back down to earth try it no i'm getting on the vip list you have to try it for one night my best friend jerry owns it he also has the one in south beach Yes, the same 
you mind? I need you to prep and confirm the guest list for the Hedrick Martin benefit and get me Richard Johnson ASAP. No, he's not a fag. No, because I happen to have three friends he's personally fucked. You are nasty. You are. Listen, I am sending you a card to and fro, and if you hate it, I'm gonna let you blow me. I am. <laughs> I am serious. Off now. Alex, I've gotta go. I'll keep you posted, okay? Bye, honey. I am, um, I have personal relationships of my own, you know? Not with my clients who don't. And I have my own career to worry about. Your career is being my assistant. You're so deluded. I mean, you wouldn't even know what's hot if it wasn't for me. Nina, unfortunately, you don't seem to grasp the vast difference between us. Oh, yes, I do. You stood in line at Studio 54. I stood in line at Studio 54. The movie. Oh, yeah. You know what? Here's what I don't like about that scene. It has nothing to do with the writing or the performances. It's that I like Samantha as a character, and I hate that I'm put in a position where I have to watch her reprimand somebody because mm. it's awkward. And I, I mean, like, Nina G deserves being reprimanded. Totally. I just don't like seeing Samantha in that specific authority position, and it's not, it has nothing to do with gender or anything like that it's just more like i like people i like i don't want to see them reprimand somebody else it's like a strange um, thing yeah i'm thinking the only other time we see samantha do that is when she has that male assistant who she's like (coughs) he's like cursing out people on the phone she's like you don't talk to my clients that way and he's like well he was even more of a bitch and then they have sex he was he was but yeah i mean i see what you mean but i don't really have a problem with it i'm okay i mean I think she's just, I think she handles Nina really well. Yeah. And Nina's just like, blah, blah, blah. I'm younger than you. And in the intro to the scene, um, the, the voiceover says that Samantha always felt like a 20-year-old until she was around an actual 20-year-old. That's 20 what I was to say, yeah. Yeah, which, which I, I thought about it. I've recently turned 30, as have you, Alec. Mm-hmm. Um, and Don't tell my real age. <laughs> Sorry. But... You know, I I think I think it is interesting how I don't I don't feel whatever people are supposed to feel at a, at thirty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or at least I don't think I do. But I also don't think I feel twenty or in my twenties. I think. Let me try to articulate what I'm trying to say. I feel like in ten years I'm still gonna, God willing, feel youthful and like feel like I'm in my twenties. I'm doing air quotes, but at the same time a more mature version of who I was when I was in my 20s. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Totally. I, I've, I was never a Nina G, but... Oh, God. But you know, I when people go like, Samantha felt like she was in her 20s, it's like, but not really. Like, you know, she feels she feels young. She feels yeah. youthful. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm not... Maybe I don't have a point well, to make here. Well, I mean, there's two... I think there's two separate things to talk about here. One is, you know, what is the age that you feel... That's one conversation to have. The other is, you know, the theme of this episode is 20-something girls versus 30-something women. And I have, uh, this is not my theory, but I've heard people uh, talk about how when it comes to gender, that this kind of, like, interesting dynamic happens, which is, like, basically from 15 to 30-ish, women have the power. And when you're talking about heteronormative, like, men and women relationships, women have the power from, like, 15 
to 30. There's nothing worse than being like a 22-year-old guy oh. because that you have no power at all. Like you don't have you any have money. like a shitty job, you don't have any money. Like you're you're not going to get anybody's attention. I'm like and I've wasted 13 years of power. You've had so much it's power. I had no idea. <laughs> and so but what then what happens is this weird dynamic shift where then men as men again, this is not my theory. Sure, sure. Uh, but as men begin to get older, they get more and more power. So, right. like, once you tip over 30, it's like that very stereotypical <laughs> thing of, like, well, you know, men get more handsome as they get older. And You're much you know, more handsome than you were five years wh- ago. Well, was, right, tell her that? Keep oh, going. Yeah. Keep going. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, again, not my theory, well, but, like, theory. women deteriorate or whatever, you yeah, know, we after value a certain youth age. and beauty in women, and we don't yeah. value... Older women. We yeah. just don't. A and woman who's 50 isn't considered a sex symbol. And yeah. there are, of course, notable exceptions, but... Yeah, like Dame Judy Helen Dench. Mirren. <gasps> God, <laughs> Helen Mirren's breasts. Oh, I just want to so nuzzle yeah. up between yeah. them. I yeah. mean, woo! I'm as straight as it gets, but yeah. I would go gay I'm Helen not Mirren. as straight as it gets, and I would also have sex with some <laughs> yeah. Helen Mirren. Selen Mirren. Um, I, was, I was thinking during this episode that I didn't eat, and I hope... This is this is something that we haven't come up yet, like up against in our lives yet, Kat and I. Um, and I hope that it doesn't become a thing. But I never even considered the younger woman thing as yeah. being a thing. Starter wife. Oh, I'm like boy. already, you know, relatively. A je- I'm a kind of a jealous person. I'm like, oh, you get to you text. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. But but you, you mean, know, you mean when, your when you and I like around. in ten years when we're like nearing forty as opposed to nearing thirty and and our whatever if you're you know if Alec just ha- so happens to be talking to some twenty five year old somewhere. Oh, I will. That's like a totally. I'm different... so glad we invited you over. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Though. Do you know what I mean? And. This this episode yeah. made me like think about that because they they bring it's it not they bring up the fun. comparison a lot about like what's different in your life or yeah. what do you have now that you didn't have before and then you know the thing at the end happens and all of a sudden I was like yeah. oh there's that right thing. and the thing yeah. is I mean it's uh, you know Alec has been really careful to say like I didn't come up with this this isn't my I don't believe this to be true but the way our world especially in America works is what you're seeing in the magazines and on the billboards it's young supple mm-hmm. flawless cellulite-less, mm-hmm. dimple-less, perfect, milky flesh <laughs> on, like, a 19-year-old. It's not... On, like, I, on oh, like two hamburger buns with lettuce me, and tomato. I'll, <laughs> I'll be right back. Um, but that's... We don't... You know, that's, that's, that's yeah. the power. That yeah. is the power in our society is sex, and yeah. sex equals young women. Yeah. So right. the older we get, the, you know, we, we can accrue as much... Um, wisdom and and cleverness and humor, but but as far as the majority of society is concerned, yeah, we cease to be as important as the years go on, which is really depressing. And you hear some of these women in Hollywood who are um, older talk about how fucking difficult it is for them, even for the A-listers. Yeah. Well, it's like, am I groping a firm melon or like a bag of cream of mushroom soup? I wish you, know you what I would mean? just die. <laughs> That's disgusting. I also just really vividly imagined what it would be like to grope a bag of cream of mushroom yeah, soup. Yeah, you know what that would feel like. Now I know exactly I know what I'm that would sick. feel like. I'm yeah. gonna be sick. I know I've yeah. never done that and I know exactly what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. That's So, right. okay, I... I <laughs> 
uh, at work, we often have like interns and PAs and things who are like really hot and young. Yeah, who are like yeah. so <laughs> supple and Melanie. <laughs> Um, round tumultuous round no her name is melanie um (laughs) no um but um i i did notice this goes out to melanie (laughs) (laughs) delayed reaction to that great joke you just did amazing so uh but 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 i did notice that like we had uh an intern who was 18 and i really noticed i was like wow i do not we don't understand each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel your youth and, and how much you don't know the world. And there's so much that, like, I can't blame you for not understanding. When we were 18, I didn't we thought we understood, though. Underst- yeah, no, no, exactly. It's I mean, crazy. I, I, I have the, you know, quote-unquote wisdom to understand that they don't understand. But... I also have nothing, it's like I don't even want to talk to him because we just were so, we are so different. And even though it's only 12 years, which, you know, in the long run isn't that much, he might as well be 10 because there is just so much that we cannot relate on. And so I think there is a lot that happens in your 20s that... um, that changes you fundamentally. And sometimes it's little things. Sometimes it's just like, you know, I care about, I, I don't know, like my finances or whatever. Sleeping. Like cleaning yeah, products. Sleeping. sleeping. Yes, sleeping. Yes. Um, oh, good sleep. Even five years ago, I did not appreciate. I was running on empty most of the time. Naps? Are you kidding? Oh, oh a, nap. a nap turns me off. On. There's nothing yeah. better than a nap. Ooh, I'm just sliding out of my seat Ooh, thinking about I a want nap. want a three-way nap. <laughs> um, so, oh, that sounds so uh, snuggly, though. Oh, it does. So, oh, um, like, like Ross and Joey. Uh, hey, uh, Ross, look, uh, I think we need to talk about before. No, no, we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. Now, look, that was the best nap I ever had. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, admit it. That was the best nap you ever had. I've had better. Okay, when? All right, all right, it was the best nap ever. Uh, I said it, okay? But it's over, Joey. I want to do it again. Oh, Ross and Joey. Oh, this is T- like a tune in episode. sometime for my fucking friends podcast that's inevitable. Yes, By the way, I could we could have a whole episode about the similarities between Sex and the City and Friends. I wrote down at least four of them, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Starting is, off with Miranda, like Phoebe, gets the thrift shop mom chic look. Yep, she <laughs> absolutely and does. And nothing with else. With her fisherman's hat <laughs> yeah. when they're getting on the jitney. Whenever they're all walking around together, it's like boobs, 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 long Miranda. hippie skirt. <laughs> Floppy hat. I think Alex said she looked she looked like Paddington Bear or something. Yeah, I, they like, always dress her like a yeah. And but again, God bless you, Cynthia Nixon, mm-hmm. for being the human that you are. And I yes. can't possibly blame any of yes, that. Yes, I have to praise you like I do. I have Shout to out celebrate to the song you, baby. in this episode. Yes. So the ladies get on the Hampton Jitney, which mm-hmm. sounds like a racial slur. I feel like I shouldn't be saying it. <laughs> Like, did you see that jitney over there? I'm disgusted. Wow. 
Um, so they get oh, on boy. the Hampton Jitney. Is that okay? That reminds me of that joke on Party Down. Did you ever watch Party Down? Yes. Where um, Ken Marino is is trying to um, stop the bartenders who are under his charge from serving two jiggers full of liquor. Oh, jiggers. And he's saying, Jigga, I don't want what? you serving them two jiggers. And they're like, what? And he starts to shout it over the music, at which point the music cuts out. And he says, I don't want you serving them two jiggers. Yep. <laughs> and of course, there are two unfortunately placed black people right there who well, are looking at him like, what the fuck? As well, they should. I think that, though, every time I try and it's say the word jigger, which is rare, rare. It's well, rare. Who needs to say jigger? I'll I didn't say know anything what one but was that. for many This has yeah. been a very racially charged it has, episode. I'm sorry. It's, it's so strange. Yeah. Um, so the, the ladies get on the jitney to the Hamptons and they arrive at their mm-hmm. shitty chic cabin or right. whatever you call Smells it. Smells like mildew. Previously, <clears throat> had, uh, had Carrie made this little friend already? No, no, she hasn't she made it was yet. Brand new. Okay, she was at the party. That's yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, no, no, no. We right. didn't know her before this episode. You were experiencing her with us. So they get to their little She's... shitty beach cabin. Is it the beach cabin mm. that the friends stayed in? It might be. Oh, I don't sure. know. Uh, it wasn't, know. but you know, it's definitely not. It definitely not. wasn't. <laughs> um, there was more sand in the friends cabin. So the uh, and more the, head shaving. The ladies show oh. up, and Charlotte has met a twenty-something dude. Um, his on name's the jitney. Greg. Oh, his great. name's Greg. I didn't even get his Here's name. a TV thing that bothers me is that whenever there's a character who's dating a younger character on any show, they always overcompensate with too much like dude language. Oh, like, tell me that. Excellent. Yep. There's Super a whole friends cool. episode about that too. Two of them actually. Yeah. Cool. And that just that just bothers me, dude. Well, the thing is also it's it's because there's this Hollywood thing that happens where. When you're tw- when you're from your twenties to your mid, sometimes late thirties, you play this amorphous range of eighteen to thirty-five. Yeah. So if you're trying to do an episode about the difference, like the hard differences between being in your twenties and, and being in your thirties, <laughs> when yeah. everyone in the cast could be the same age, yes. they've they, you know they're definitely That's overcompensating by being like, yeah. I don't know, you guys are the same age, but just say dude a lot and people will buy it. Right. Yeah. Anson Mount plays Greg, and he's got a very long career. Including Including playing um, Britney Spears opposite in Crossroads. Oh, I did not know that. Shout out to Anson Mount, um, who looks so douchey and broy in this episode, but is a really sexy, like handsome man now. But anyway, yes, uh huh. But he also, you're completely right, could have played any one of Charlotte's thirty something suitors, and we would have bought it if we're like, oh, this is so and so. He's thirty five. You would have been like, yep, easily. Yeah. Yeah. So but Charlotte's intoxicated by this yeah, Greg guy. And she lies about her age, or right. I guess her from her perspective, she doesn't lie. She just doesn't correct him when he thinks. Except that, she's that when Miranda says, "What yeah. are you, twenty-five? She's like, "No, no 27. twenty-seven. So she's yeah. complicit in this lie. It's her yeah. fault, one hundred percent, totally. So, um, and also as a as a man, have you ever like just been like, "Hey, nice to meet you. You look like you're about twenty-seven, right?" Yeah, like as if he would have gone up to her. Yeah, and she was like, "Mm -hmm." "Anytime I meet a woman, I ask her her age age immediately because I never want her deceiving me. Right? I never want to be deceived. Yeah, and her pants size. Yeah, and if she was ever a witch, someone is so much worse than giving them an STI. Apparently, yeah. Well, that was my high school yearbook quote. 
Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's my what senior quote. Um, so the ladies are in their super cool house, and Charlotte's like, here's Greg, he's my butter. And, and they're like, yeah, we're going to go on the beach. So they go to this um, wait, bonfire we're missing, party. We're well, missing. no, but before that, because oh, Charlotte, so Charlotte was like, oh, like, don't tell him, I'm actually 27 or whatever. And then we've got Carrie's excellent voiceover oh, yeah. and a really fantastic line, which was, while we had taken the Midtown Tunnel, Charlotte had taken... The time tunnel. Yeah. Oh my God! Somehow I blocked out that tunnel. line. Really bad job. Thanks, Darren yeah. Star. Really bad for the that gem. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't want to oh, take Jesus. the time tunnel. I have nothing tunnel. to say about that. That's really terrible. awful. No, that was like a Back to the Future like porn. The, the time, time tunnel. tunnel. Sure. Like, Marty, we've got to take the time tunnel. Wait, wait, wait. Why Drop are Marty and Doc <laughs> having sex in this? Because Shouldn't it be like Marty and Jennifer. I know there's a thing on there's a thing on the internet called Rule Thirty Four, and it means if you can think it, there's a porn of it. Oh, I love that. I yeah. believe that. Like to be that true. sweet, sweet Marty and Doc. Um, sh- there are plenty of people who ship Marty and Doc, and they're like, they, I don't want to see the comics just because Doc's so weird. Yeah. Well, there is no, actually. If you know, I don't know where I was going no, no, with that. Okay, actually, I don't want to be reductive. And, I saw this and movie for the bit. first time like a couple months ago. No, it was Back probably almost a year ago at this point. Yeah, that's Alex's favorite movie of all time. Oh yeah. God, well, I, yeah, I that would be like me saying to you. to you. Yeah, I saw like a couple of episodes of Friends. recently. You know that Abby has never seen Friends. Abby had never seen Sex in the City before she did one episode of this podcast months I ago. I can't even. She's like an mm-hmm. alien. Yeah. I love her. We love you, Abby. You're an alien. I hope you're listening. No, there there is. There is a Doc Marty porn that exists. Good, show there it to me. I'll watch 34. it. Is it a? Is it like cartoon porn or real people porn? No, it's cartoon. Do you know Rick and Morty, the show on like Adult Swim or whatever? No. Okay, well, forget it. Anywho, <laughs> moving on. Um, it's like a bonfire. So, oh, yeah. okay, were there so more the ladies, lines you needed to? No, that was just okay. that was the transition from the cabin Got to the bonfire when she yeah. was commenting on Charlotte lying about her age, and that was the best thing they could, could come up with. So, so the, the ladies, girls are good game and giving. Yeah. They're GG. They're like, yep. we'll come to this beer party with you. So right. they go Carrie to this very windy bonfire. Carrie's wearing a bed sheet. Yep. And, um, she and gives Miranda terrible head on beer. <laughs> it's been a while since she's a pumped a keg. Yeah, she makes, oh, she yeah. makes such a job out of that line. Instead of saying, it's been a while since I've pumped a keg. She's like, it's been a while since I've... Pumped a gag. After they it's just like, said why, head Carrie? and glossed right over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, there's a lot of head on this. Oh, it's been a while since I pumped a Thank keg. you. What a missed opportunity. Yep. We could have yeah. made head jokes all day Are long, Alec. All go. day long. Please give us a head joke uh, about beer. Your penis is small. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, so, Perfect. Uh, so they're at this party. It's like a bond. I guess, I guess young people like fire. I don't know. But um, there's a bonfire party. There's a 20-year-old girl. She pukes, and the other girl holds her hair back. Because that's what you do. That's what you do when you're in your 20s. Um, yeah, there was a lot of what you do in your 20s versus what you do in your 30s yes. happening. Yeah. Yes. And I wanted to be like, you guys have a complex. You're talking about this a lot. Yeah. Just enjoy yeah. yourself. And by you guys, you mean Carrie. We mean you're yeah. those awkward 30-year-olds at this party, and you're making me really uncomfortable. By the way, what this, don't you think all this 30s women versus 20s women would offend 
Samantha because she's like forty. Yeah, she's Samantha's not forty. Been yet. older than everyone for a long time. The whole she's time. seven years old. <laughs> every second, every second, she's, she's constantly yeah. older than everyone. Yeah, she's thirty. Yeah. What did it's we like how Chris Noth is always forty. It's yeah. the same for Samantha. The, the Whatever girl, age she is, the three she's 40. other girls are like thirty-three or something. She's forty. She's seven years older than them because she's, she's forty-five. 40. She's 45 in season six. You're right. Really? And they're 38. She's That's 40 seven fucking years. five and she has Whoa, nothing to hide. I didn't realize hide. it was that. Yeah. Yeah, so they're like, our 30s are so weird. And oh, Samantha's yeah. Samantha like, Samantha should have slapped it. But she, they haven't, are they saying that stuff out loud? I feel like it's just carrying voiceover. Samantha can oh, hear maybe. that. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she, of course she can. Yeah. Obviously. Why yeah. am I no anding this episode? I don't just, know. just get with That's it. That's when you get revealed in the final episode. You re- it re- yeah. revealed that Samantha has heard everything yeah. Carrie has had to say in her head this whole she time. She says, you bitch. Yeah, like what? Like Samantha had that like thing that happened to Mel Gibson in What Women Want. Where exactly. She <laughs> and she's so she's yeah. so much of a beautiful person that she didn't care anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, nothing phases Samantha. Samantha also had that Mel Gibson thing where she got drunk and she was like, I hate Jews. This that episode is so offensive. Um, Talk more so, about Jiggers. So, <laughs> so uh, at the bonfire, Carrie gets accosted. Mm-hmm, by I this girl. I don't think that's inappropriate. Her name's, no, you're correct. Her name's Laurel Harris, and she's played by Rachel Miner. That name struck me as really, really familiar, and I realized it's because she was she and Macaulay Culkin were married when she, when Rachel Miner was like sixteen or seventeen. How ironic! Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And because in this during, episode, yes, and during the course of filming this episode, Rachel Miner was married to Macaulay Culkin. They were married yeah. from nineteen ninety eight wow. to two thousand two. Do you know that I only pictured him when you, the whole time you were describing that in a wheelchair because of Saint. <laughs> That movie is so good. It's so good, you guys. It's so good. It is really Mandy good. Moore kills it. Every couple of years when I rewatch that movie, I reappreciate <laughs> it. It's Mandy Moore is excellent. amazing. Everyone's perfectly cast. It's such mm-hmm. a good movie. It's amazing. But anyway, yeah. Laurel Harris is like, I'm so in love with you, Carrie. I think you're amazing. Might I be able to send you some of my work? And she's not... English and she's not American. She's got this funny thing with a mouth and her yeah. words. Oh my god, Carrie Bradshaw? Yeah? Laurel Harris, may I just tell you that I worship you. I read your column every weekend. It's like my religion. Oh, thank you. I work as an assistant in a publishing house, but I, I'm really a writer. Oh, great. Well, we'll see. Maybe I could send you something to read sometime. Sure. You have no idea what that would mean to me. To- to have someone like you as my mentor. Oh, well, mentor. So could I call you sometime in the city? If wait, I could just spend some time with you. That that would be so cool. Uh, of course. Uh, I'll, I'll be looking at a very busy summer. I, I can help. I'll run errands. I'll do your wash. No, no, no menial labor necessary. I'll just, um, I'll give you my phone number. Oh, my God, this is so cool. Oh. So she's like, hey, Carrie. I think she's just awkward. She's Big very fan. awkward. Yeah, she's I can't. It's very hard for me to watch her. She's an indoor girl. Yeah, yes. she is. She like she should be staring at a wall somewhere. Yeah, she probably. definitely has never used a single muscle in her body. Not that she's fat in any way, no. but just that no. she looks like you could break her in half just yeah. with a strong breeze. Yeah. And she's got that milky, milky white, never seen sunlight. Skin. And that yeah. milk toast personality. She's like yeah. a porcelain doll you get as a gift, and you're like, mm, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> That'll oh, be God. perfect upstairs. And she, she, Carrie Bradshaw is her idol. She loves her column. She wants to yeah. be a writer. She's 
25. She says, can I send you some of my stuff? And Carrie's like, oh boy. But she gives, Carrie gives her her number. Yeah. She's like, whatever, she's harmless. Like being nice. yeah. She's being nice. So Carrie invites Laurel to Hardy a party. to this party. <laughs> well, because um, they've also set up the fact that when you're in your 20s, life is shitty. Yeah. Mm. She's like, before they're like, yeah, along. the worst thing about being thir- like single in your 30s is the or whatever. The only thing worse than that is being single in your 20s. Yeah. So she meets this girl and she feels sorry for it. So she like takes her under her wing a little bit and is yeah. like, yeah, I'll help you out. So they go yeah. to this like, you know, amorphous Swanky. book party. And yeah. it's also somebody. like the opposite of the bonfire party. It's like now we're at the adult yeah. party. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. I this didn't pick up on d'oeuvre. that. Yeah. Here we are. Yes. Before there were people puking everywhere in like red solo cups and now there's and like there's oh, scramps. Sh- Dreams yeah. and a bit. Now there's people puking bits. their ideas. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and so, so Carrie's there, and then this. No, uh, no. This, no, no. Listen, listen. <laughs> so I love so how uncomfortable there. he made you. Riley was glowing. Carrie's just walking through the party, and then this forehead walks over. <laughs> then this gorgeous, <laughs> stunning, the most beautiful. Hand. I actually took. Uh, I I took notes down of every time they yeah. were, they were marked on how good looking he was yeah it was six yeah Um, because they were really trying to drive in the point that this man was gorgeous well if they tell us something then surely it's true that's what i I thought i I thought maybe that they were trying to convince us that this is an alternate reality in which this man was good looking (laughs) yeah Yeah. that they were like you know if you know like if you see a a whatever a fictional story they're like oh well because in this land we all believe that blah 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 like it's like twilight zone it's like the twilight zone this actor's name is um patrick breen and he plays dr bradley wait a minute patrick i'm really sorry if you ever hear this because we're just going to talk about how unfortunate (laughs) you are that's so weird that he's an actor because I thought it was a number two pencil. <laughs> oh my god. I thought Carrie um, met a number two pencil. Fun, like, fun sex in the city fact. Yeah. Um, when I, yeah, I'm gonna mention this again. Yeah, I am. When I recently had lunch with uh, Willie Garson, who plays Stanford on the on the show, before I had lunch with him, I wanted to make sure that if there was anything like he'd done recently that I could talk about with him, I would. And I was, when in the course of looking things up, I found that Willie Garson and, um, and Patrick Breen actually starred in a web series together in oh, really? the last couple of years. Whoa, crazy. A little bit of weird Sex and the City universe stuff. I don't, I'm going to be controversial here and say, yeah, yeah I think he's a, it's a pretty wooden-ish performance. But I think Because he's, he's a, a pencil? He's got a charming smile and nice eyes. And mm-hmm. yes, he's got a five head. And I never really <laughs> go for guys with curly hair. But, I mean, there. let's just put it this way. There have been far more unfortunate looking men that the girls have dated totally. up until now on the show. I and, agree. And they tend to cast... Like not that attractive guys, and and I'm like, there are cuter guys, yeah. And it's certainly not because these guys that they cast are fan are the best actors, and they're like, well, we'd rather have good actors than like attractive guys who can't act because they're just picking unattractive guys who can't act, right? And it's annoying, but I I don't actually mind Patrick Breen, but I love how much it bothers you. It made me yeah. I kept giggling. Yeah. It, it was really Riley's. just, and it wouldn't have mattered to me at all if they did it if they hadn't have. It was such a if point. If they weren't beating you over the head with how Exactly. Their whole yeah. point of his character, because they kept, I mean, you know, in the writing, mm-hmm. they kept calling out and, you know, redefining exactly why, what this guy represented and why it was a problem. Mm-hmm. It, it, he represented that he was good on paper, that he had everything, and that he was very attractive. Yeah. And this is not me deducing anything. This is yes. verbatim words that were spoken over and over and yes. over about this character. 
and yeah. they just miscast. Meanwhile, oh, he doesn't know what to do with great, his hands. But, yeah. Like he's just awkward. And then there was that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, of course he's good on paper. He's a pencil. <laughs> so um, hello. So hello. Uh, so Laurel, in the course of their conversation, reveals to Carrie that she is a twenty-five-year-old virgin, right. and that she's saving herself for marriage. And no um, blow jobs, no hand jobs. No yeah, jobs she's not a Lewinsky. Kind. She's not a Lewinsky. Topical. Okay, Topical. Topical. She's not one of those Christian girls who's like, you can put it in my butt. Because yeah. that don't count. Jesus don't know it's in my butt. As long as it ain't in my vagina. She's not one of those girls. She's like, no contact I do at like all. Jesus being like, wait a minute. Is that in the... Oh, it's in the butt. That's no, fine. You're, good. You're, good. you're fine. There are so many women who I are just, doing it in the butt. I just would like to bring up not that um, Dr. whatever his name is. Bradley Oz. Migo. Okay, oh. Dr. Bradley Migo. Yeah. Um, also, the f- our first introduction to him was just like a flagrant breach of patient doctor-patient confidentiality. He tells her... I didn't even think about that. He tells her his That's right. family history. Yeah, he like talks about some patient that he has, and he's like, oh, he's got a history of diabetes and a metal playing in his leg or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's You're right. very uncomfortable. I never thought about that. What a dick bag. That motherfucker took the Hippocratic Oath, and he didn't live up to it. More like Hippocratic Oath. Hello? <laughs> That was um, beautiful. So, um, so he's really been he's killing it the whole way through. Yes, Doctor Doctor Bradley Migo. Yeah, Doctor Migo Vigo the Carpathian. Ghostbusters two reference. <laughs> that movie scared wow. me so much as a kid. That painting. Um. So, uh. So she reveals that she's a twenty five year old virgin. Now, um. If you'll go to our Facebook page, Cat will post a link of an article about a girl who saved herself for marriage. And it kind of ultimately ruined sex for her, as I recall. Yeah, the, the article. It was a little. Uh, it was a that? little think piece. It was this woman <coughs> saying that she had, you know, gone through one of those purity ceremonies and had Oof. a purity ring at church and and pledged in front of her whole congregation at the age of ten, when little girls should not be. No, that's the age you should determine shit. whether you're not going to have sex right? for the next. 20 and uh, years and or had whatever. been and and uh, and. And her whole identity had been defined by her being a virgin. And then on her wedding night, it was incredibly traumatic. Not because she didn't know what was going to happen. Just because she expected to suddenly feel great about sex and have a really healthy, beautiful sex life and a night Mm. of beautiful, pleasurable sex. But all she'd been taught from the age of 10 was that sex was dirty and disgusting bad and, and bad. And she was confused that it didn't, all those feelings didn't magically go away. And it was this whole thing where she was like, I wish I hadn't waited, blah, blah, blah. I will. Thank you, Alec, for pointing that. I'll yeah, post that article. It's really, welcome. it's really depressing. Yeah. Um, but so Laurel, but Laurel Harris is really committed to this. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah. So, so the next morning after this bonfire party, um, oh, they're uh, back in the... Miranda goes outside for her cup of coffee. Oh, that's and she looks down and she sees puke on the ground. And now I am someone who has discovered, unceremoniously, unceremoniously discovered puke. Um, it was in it was in my place of business. Ugh. It was, um, I, I discovered in the parking garage of this hotel that I work at, a big pile of vomit. That's and awful. I smelled it before I saw it. Ugh. And then I saw it and I was traumatized for about two hours. I couldn't 
think yeah. about food. Um, and in fact, like, I had not had time to eat that morning to eat breakfast. And when I saw this, it was like almost noon. Yeah. And I, I immediately said a prayer of thanks that I hadn't eaten breakfast that morning because I, anyway, I hate people. They're so rude. What had happened was, what ter- it turned out had happened because there were um, empty, like a half empty wine bottle around. The hotel determined that like someone who was staying at the hotel had like stumbled down into the parking garage like puked all over the place and then just left like a fucking asshole. Um, anyway, really my cool. point That's is, really cool. Cool. I understand what they're trying to illustrate here, which is like, um, you know, Miranda's this this woman who's enjoying her vacation, and then there's a oh, she pile gets up of puke. early to just have her moment in the sun with her coffee, and then yeah. the opposite of being a thirty year old woman is like having puked yeah. on the deck the night before. It's yeah. like suddenly you're looking at lung butter. I love you, oh, but God. shut your mouth. <laughs> That's just, disgusting. That just so, took my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and she's like, "Who puked on the porch? What? What is this voice I keep doing? This? I'm gonna stop." Um, and Charlotte's like, "Kimmy and smammed me. Yeah, I had too much to shoot oh, jello yeah. shooters. Juby and laundry. <laughs> Juby <Yeah>. and laundry. <laughs> Stacy and Holly did too many jello shots. <laughs> so, um, so the ladies go out to the beach. The twenty-year-old girls are roasting like rotisserie chickens. Oh, but and before this, Carrie actually, I think this is when she goes through the list. She literally compares what's different between your twenties and your thirties, including. Does. Okay, so she says. Great skin tone, the thrill of experience, you know, horrible sex part- partners or whatever in terrible apartments. And then she also says embarrassing errors in fashion judgment as she sits there in her handkerchief maxi dress. Oh, And her boy. board shorts. Yeah, and then she goes to the beach in, oh, her, in yeah. her lime green and, and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Army board shorts. Pot meat kettle. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Hello. That's <laughs> a very carry. good point. Pot meat kettle. Um, so the ladies so anyway. get out on the beach. She, um, she and the never-ending forehead go out on a oh, little God. beach date. <laughs> and he walks up and they're like, oh, he's such a fox. Look at him. He walks up with they're no like, shirt on. They're like, look at his circular stomach hair. Oh, I don't know, <laughs> It's like know, in a like, perfect circle they... around his yeah. belly button and kind of stops after a certain his point. His belly button looked like Ray Romano. Oh. It was a really weird thing that happened. Oh, no. yeah. I feel really trying sick. To... And also, like, yeah. if you're going that hard for trying to convince us that this guy is attractive, why are you walking him? up with a no shirt on yeah. why are you doing that yeah. to us it, like if we wanted watch to know, out for the no stairs like you could have just kept him in a suit the whole time yeah. and you'd yeah. been like oh, yeah, he looks pretty sharp but like yeah. no yeah. you just paraded no. him around yeah. in, in, in his in his board shorts that look like PJs yes. they look like boxer yeah. briefs it, boxers he would have been really good in an episode where they were like in the Antarctic and everybody's quarantined and wearing full body like masks and outfit that he would have been great in that compare, like he would have been really you good you can see his eyes he has really I'm nice so, eyes I feel terrible he's not <laughs> You should. I think he's cute. He's I've fine. always he's liked Doctor Bradley Mego. The thing he's is, very that he would be with his fun. dialogue. If, he is good on paper. If yeah. if he was, the, he this would have been fine if it was if it wasn't yeah. brought up. But it's the fir- yeah. it's the first thing that, and yeah. even like, when the other so women cute. see him for the first time, they're like, yeah. oh my god, and they comment immediately yeah. on his looks. Yeah, yes. and it's like oh, he's it's got like, a he's great personality. But geez, he's also. He's also not Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah they're t- What are you, Brad Pitt or something? <laughs> that, that don't, don't impress me. me. 
much. You know, I feel like I'm making this guy out to seem like he's hideous, which he's absolutely not. No, he, no, he's really, really good looking. It's just he's the like stigma a fox. around. It is him. noticeable that they say it six times, so many times, and it's like you don't have to beat us over the head. Just let us enjoy who this, whoever he is. Yeah, no. whatever. I think Doctor Bradley Migo is the one who's like at the water cooler, like, "Hey, have you heard of Doctor Bradley Migo? He's such a fox." Oh Look yeah, I love how they keep saying his name fully, but I want Dr. I do Bradley I do Migo. believe what they're what they're trying to do what Darren Star is trying to do mm-hmm. with Bradley Migo and they talk about how he's good on paper mm-hmm. and Carrie says I'm not really sure I'm interested <clears throat> but he's good on paper they're setting that up to mirror what happens later with Carrie and Big mm-hmm. and Natasha mm-hmm. which is that Natasha is good on paper and ultimately with that storyline and the way that it goes Natasha does end up just being really good on paper, and right. she likes beige. Everything in her apartment's beige. So she's planning. And he the says seed. it didn't quite fit. Like it's this early on in the show where you know that ultimately in season three becomes this whole storyline where Carrie and Big have their affair. He says, "Turns out, I turns out beige just didn't yeah. fit." Blah blah blah. Um, they even have Big and Natasha both in white yes. in this episode, and that is a sartorial decision that continues throughout season mm-hmm. three with with Natasha she's mm-hmm. always in white she's always she's always the simple girl she's mm-hmm. she's got all her clothes she can wear white and not spill shit on it like I would she's 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 a nice she's a Kat's nice person. wearing a white shirt right now yeah. I just oh, want you guys fuck. to know what have I done there are stains all over it <laughs> it's disgusting um, no <laughs> that, but totally that they're setting you know, up there and it is also I mean when we're talking about the difference between like being 20 and being 30 it is something that I hear a lot from I've I've never been like an active dater and I'm in a relationship now so I've never like had a lot of those conversations about myself and dating but I mm-hmm. hear from other w- female friends of mine about you know when they're what are they're looking for or like what do they look for in a guy you know and I have some friends who are super particular about being like well he's got to be career oriented and like at least like know what he wants and like pursue it and blah 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 like all these things all these things on paper things that you would that you could write down about someone and be like, oh, check, he has this, he has career goals, right. he has financial security, he has blah, blah, blah. Like He likes dogs, exactly. he wants kids. He, right, he appreciates the arts, like these like facts. And mm-hmm. I think that that is, especially in this like com- age comparison episode, is a very real, relevant thing to consider along mm-hmm. with like, do you guys are do you have chemistry? Are you sexually compatible? Are mm-hmm. you you know all the other stuff that you can't really figure out on yeah. on paper? Right, yeah. that's a good point. Um, so um, so the ladies uh end up uh hanging out at the beach for a little while. They come back to get ready. Uh, Miranda's gonna make dinner and and Miranda's by the way Miranda's gonna make dinner. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but Miranda doesn't cook. That's no. something that comes up later, and I just think it's funny. She's like, fresh corn and seafood for dinner. I'm like, since well, when is Miranda? Setting, I mean, we, they have to set up the big reveal, know, which honestly do. was the most brilliant part of this episode. It was episode. beautiful. Yes, it was great. So I, I thought this was a really great throwaway moment. I only noticed this because I knew where the episode was going. But um, Charlotte, when she gets back, she's like, oh, I have to take a shower Cause I'm all sandy, like I'm itchy from all the sand, itchy. and I'm like, "Are itchy. you itchy from is the that sand? Why? Is that what what's part happening? of you is itchy? Is it your flaming bush? 
So <laughs> well, Charlotte? and what's her face is back with us now too. Laurel, because Harris. I thought it was very God, interesting. That she Laurel. was the one that identifies that Charlotte has crabs. Even though you guys. she the virgin doesn't do of all it of them, Charlotte comes up and is like, "There's a tiny tick on my stomach," and the virgin girl yeah. is like, "Girl, that's not a tick." Yeah, all virgins know? know about crabs. They know what crabs look like and yeah. how to they, identify them I on think site. That they raise them like in ant farms, uh-huh. but they're crab, crab farms. farms. That's <laughs> how they scare knew. them away yeah. from the having sex. If I wanted my kids to never have sex, I'd give them a bunch of crabs. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they knew Mary was an immaculate conception. Because Mary was like, oh, you have crabs. And they were like, but you're pregnant. How do you know? Immaculate crabception. Okay. So, Crabception starring Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> DiCaprio. <laughs> Gross. So, oh, man. So Charlotte has crabs. She's really grossed out. She's like, I'm going to get back at that guy for giving me crabs. So, and they're all at the Hampton Hotel. So did you guys see the twirling ghost hats that were decorations at the Excuse Hampton me? Hotel? What? I can't see. Okay, because they made me? me not talk about the episode when we were watching the episode. And That's I wanted bad. so badly to be like, pause that shit. Because when they go upstairs, when Charlotte specifically goes upstairs to find what's his tree, yeah. they go, you know, there's a shot from the, bal- the uh-huh. stair balcony down. And there are these like suspended, swirling, spinning cowboy hats attached to no head. They're Ooh, just these like hovering oh. hats of ghosts and I that was my favorite part. Oh, oh, my God. oh we oh, also didn't even talk about the crabs reveal when they Oh right. yes, please. That was really excellent. Please, please take us through that, Riley. Oh, I that was well we, the reason that uh that uh, Miranda was cooking dinner was because when uh, when what's her name Laurel Laurel when Laurel is like that's not a crab or that's not a tick those are and then it just cut to a pot of boiling crabs so uh, we as Miranda the audience throwing were like crabs ah! into a pot of boiling water yeah. eee, crabs. Yeah. so we got it we got um, it blah 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 anyway, Carrie goes to really stay nuts. at Dr Bradley Migos and sleep but not have sex because she wants she's afraid of crabs because mm. she had them once in college blah 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 so cut to the next night they're all at the Hamptons hoedown mm-hmm. um, be. They're there because, um, though this is an annual event, what's special about it is Samantha has gotten an invite from her former assistant, who she just fired, Nina G, uh, who is, who has somehow landed this big party. Yeah, she took all of her contacts. She took all of Samantha's contacts from Mm -hmm. her Rolodex, which is incredible. Incredibly shitty, and uh, invited all of Samantha's contacts to yeah. the Hamptons hoedown that she's throwing, and um, uh, and so the girls all show up. Samantha's really um, she's miffed. wearing a belly chain. She's wearing yeah. a belly chain, like all good forty-year-olds do. And because her fucking Nina body's G- rocking. Yeah, totally. oh, Hope yeah. I look like that in a year when I'm thirty-one. So <laughs> Nina G. Nina G, who's wearing a fabulous pink cowboy hat. Oh my yeah. god. Really? That metallic? actress, by was the way, she's, the character's awful. It was metallic. The character's awful. I think that actress is so perfectly cast. I think she's yes. so obnoxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So funny. Um, the, the party is, is going fine, but it's starting to come off the rails mm. because her girlfriends have been doing rails of coke, <laughs> of that booger sugar. Yeah, but also the biggest like speed bump that she runs into is that the fireworks happen and the people aren't outside to yeah. see them Yeah, happen. that's your yeah. big kerfluff at your party. I I'd say that's still a pretty yeah. successful party. So, so she has a mental breakdown. Yes. Yeah, she loses it. And Samantha it's like I'll fix this 
I'll just yell at everyone to go outside. <laughs> like the professional human I am. Yeah. I'm a human. <laughs> so, meanwhile... I'm Chloe Seven. Oh, Charlotte, Charlotte sees her 20-something fling, and she is gonna give it to him like he gave her the crab. So she goes up there and she says, You gave me crabs. That's true. They and can't he say said, crabs out loud on the voice. You, you lied about your age. That's how she says it. Yeah. And he you deceived says, me. That's so she's like he, yeah. He's like you deceived me. I spied on your driver's license and yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was going through her wallet. That's a federal I think offense. He just saw it when she paid for beer, like he said. Yeah. No, he went through. It's he like, went through. You it. know how you go to jail if you look at somebody's mail. Yeah. If you look at somebody's driver's jail license. Mail. You get community service. That's right. Yeah. You have to pick up trash on the side of the road. All those people used to pick up trashes, they looked at someone's driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I see them on a roll down my window, go, did you look at somebody's driver's license? And they'd be like, yeah. So, <laughs> you're 40. Um, so, um, so she's like, you gave me crabs. And he is not apologetic, not embarrassed, no. not surprised. No. He acts he as if he just carries, carries them around. and names them each. Yeah. And says to me, he's like, fly, fly, yeah. little David, go. Oh, spread your seeds. He just so, gave her some crabs, and he yeah. wants them back. And she's like, "Ew!" And, and in that's a lovely, the end of story in a lovely twist of fate, Charlotte, knowing that this gentleman has crabs, introduces him. No, to Samantha. Samantha, does. Samantha sorry. Uh-huh. Samantha introduces this gentleman to Nina. <laughs> and so that, we like that. Yeah. Also, Charlotte, by the way, I just have to mention, ends up like she goes to the store presumably to get medication for her for crabs. crabs. Just shave off your pubic hair, Charlotte. Is that, Is that what how happens? it works? Yeah. You yeah. Well, I mean, you okay? Just like lice. Like if you have lice and you, if you were to, first of all, you have to go through. All, I don't know if anybody else had lice when they were kids, but I did. You have to um, put all your hats in a bag. You sure? Yeah. And you have to. Um, we've all seen the switch with Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman. No. Okay. Um, but I, when I remember having lice, that my mom had to, you know, <coughs> use this special shampoo on me and like, you know, to kill all the lice. Because, but if you if you do that or you have crabs, like it's. You either have to treat it with medicated like shampoo, or, or you, you can shave off all the hair, and the crabs have nothing. Hang on. They, them. Yeah. Yes, they they depend upon the hair. So I'm like, I understand that it's 1999, and not everyone like shaves their. Not everybody shaved their pussy bald, <laughs> but like they do in 2015. But um, but I'm like, isn't that simpler? Just like take off all the hair, and then you're fine. Um, I just that just gave me an idea. Which I thought is, too much about this for an episode of Aren't You Afraid of the Dark? Hat should get lice, and then he can't wear a hat. Oh my <gasps> god! Why would you ruin his whole character like no, that? Hat's my favorite character. No offense, Riley. It's okay. I'm just He's saying. My I want to know what <laughs> happens so when Hat has a dilemma like that. Like, how is he gonna? How's he gonna work his I way out? Well, you'll have to ask. Stories. You'll have to watch the Hat Diaries. <gasps> I can't wait for the Hat Diaries. You'll have diary. to tune into the Hat Chronicles. If you want to know what we're talking about, you must watch "Aren't You Afraid of the Dark?" Courtesy of B- BFT Comedy on YouTube. And I'm Please. sorry, but I'm dating Hat, so you can't have it. You can't hat him. Oh, Riley's hat him. But you should really watch "Aren't You Afraid of the Dark?" And you'll see Hat, who we're talking about, He's and you'll die adorable. laughing. Hi, Kyle. So, um, so the but. 
but the crux of this sequence right all this ridiculous stuff happens and then we forget about all about all of it all about all the extras who look like they would never have ever ended up in the hamptons why those hideous neon cowboy hats it's all there was someone in the belly shirt that i was like oh girl this is supposed to be the trendiest party and everyone's disgusting terrible so anyway all of that clears away yeah as as we come to the climax of the episode where carrie just having a good time in her tiny top um sees big oh the crowd part is this the first time we see yeah natasha he yeah was supposed to be, number one first time yeah wow. he was supposed to be in gay perry mm-hmm. as as you know the last when they broke up yeah. the second time the last time we saw big episodes ago it was carrie was throwing filet of fish at him and saying i can't yeah. do this anymore because he wouldn't include her in his life and even tell a bitch he's going to paris and but now you he's got tell a bitch. And he's here. Now he's back with he's some back. 26, maybe Number two 27. Pencil. Yeah. He doesn't even know how old she is, but he knows she's in her mid-ish 20s. And her name is Natasha, which is Ugh. the most mistress name you could possibly have. Yeah. yeah, you hear that? Everyone named Natasha. Yeah, We're talking to you. you. Yeah. And <laughs> Melanie. Exactly. The first time I heard the name Natasha was in the movie Goldeneye. With Pierce Brosnan. Ooh. Wow, and I can't believe you remember the first time you ever heard the name Natasha. Yeah, it was in Goldeneye, and her name was Natasha on a top because it's a James Bond movie. So of course. It's be like some kind Alec of has a real um, child for, for Pierce Brosnan. I hope you guys name yeah. your first child James Natasha. Bond. Ooh, let's. Oh, yeah, we'd have to have kids first. I don't think that's happening. No, that'll never happen. <laughs> well, um, your so, first pet. But yes. Yeah. <gasps> yes! There you go. <laughs> yeah, we do want to get cats. Maybe one of them will be Natasha. Cool. So, um, But the crowd's part, Carrie sees Yeah, it. Carrie mm, is right. devastated by Sarah this. Sarah Jessica Parker gives the most beautiful, subtle face. Oh, yeah. it's heartbreaking. It, it is heartbreaking. It really is, because just... this whole episode has been like this, this like caper, this like comedy of errors, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, Charlotte has crabs, and then people are puking, and like, oh, but, like just these yeah. like Silly Carrie's things. like, I don't and know if I'm into this guy. Comes and then she realizes she's halt. not over yeah. it. And um, it's, uh, you know, Carrie, I think I, I take slight issue uh, with, with Carrie. And if I was her girlfriend at the time, I'd be like, Carrie, you, you're, when you like get in spars with somebody like an ex-lover you're so obvious. You're so obvious in how you feel and your intention. I mean, like... But is that a bad thing? Mm. Well, it's... I guess it's not. It's just more like, if you're really trying to play the game, which, look, I guess I appreciate Carrie's honesty. She's being very honest with Big. It's clear how she feels about Natasha. I mean, it's like, I just could never imagine myself being like, and how old is she? No, she... And Carrie wears her heart on her face and she (laughs) walks up and i I stole that line from matthew scott montgomery um but but she does and she walks up to big and natasha and in front of this woman who she must know quite possibly big is interested in because he's there they're facing each other they're dressed like they're talking to each other carrie says no not at first carrie walks up and looks at big ignoring natasha and says is it you which is so Dramatic, melodramatic, yeah. but I love it. Is it you? Hey, what are you, what are you doing here? What am I doing here? What are you doing here? <clears throat> I just got back this week from Paris. Well, Carrie, this is Natasha. Hi, it's a pleasure to meet you. I've heard so much about you. Oh, really? 
Natasha's parents have a house here in East Hampton. We just came up for the weekend. Excuse me. It's nice to meet you, Carrie. Sorry, I'm just a little stunned here and confused. Who is she? Well, I, you know, I meant to call you. She's a girl. She's this girl that I met in Paris. She works for Ralph Lauren in Europe. So you're just in from Paris for the weekend? No. The Paris deal fell through. I, uh, I planned on calling you. I certainly didn't want to run into you like this. Well, you can't plan everything. Life can be pretty random. I'm here on a, on a date, too, somewhere. It's Dr. Bradley Migo. He's good on paper, you know, probably like Natasha. Good-looking, sweet, blah, blah, blah. So how old is she, anyway? I don't know. 26, 27. Something like that. Well, I'll see you in the Hamptons or back in the city. I promise to call when I get back into town. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone saying that to a human. Like, I'm... I'm corroborating what you're talking about, yeah, Alec. Totally. Which is, then she walks up, you know, she and, and he's... Natasha's like, I've heard so much about you. And Carrie just... You're right. She's so obvious. She looks mystified yeah. and hurt. Yeah. And Natasha has to know what's going on because she's an intelligent human. But she does. She leaves them to talk. Mm-hmm. And they do. And Carrie says to Big, like, I'm... She's very honest. She's like, I'm confused. Yeah. What... I thought... Are you here for the... For the weekend? What's going on? And he's like, no, I'm back from Paris and... I'm visiting Natasha's family, oh. which really... Come on. Oh, that's like taking a bullet. That's... Yeah. I'm Ooh. also just I right now I'm also watching Gilmore Girls for the first time. Oh, okay, how's um, that going? It's great. Well, Kyle started watching Gilmore Girls, uh, so then I started watching Gilmore Girls. Uh, yeah, but yeah. they just had an episode about what, meeting the other person's family and mm-hmm. and like the significance of that and like you know mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And it's kind of ironic, I feel like, because a lot of this is about the ju like the juvenile twenties versus the mature thirties. We're like, oh, we've got everything together, and that's such a I feel like that's such a basic young it is. thing to care about but some of those things cross over and that's like a that's a deep not superficial real thing that like you see it hit her and she's yeah. like oh fuck the whole episode yeah. carries like blah 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 here's how I'm different from girls and they're tw- oh fuck yeah and it's like she really you know deep down hash is she really she thinks she's got things under control and she's very different than but she was but there's some things that but don't. then certain people certain moments certain situations will knock you on your ass totally. and you all the things you thought you knew about yourself can be pulled out from under and you and carries uh, similarity to the 20-something girls is most exemplified at the very end of the episode where being overwhelmed mm, mm-hmm. by seeing Big and First she runs. Comes. She runs like the yeah. wind oh. towards the roaring sea at night. Under yeah. the fire. And you hear someone screaming, Carrie! 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 Are you okay? And it's Miranda in her thrift shop mom dress. <laughs> <laughs> Playing and, the motherly uh, role. And, uh... Carrie spews. She right. says, she, blows she says, no, Big, I ran into Big, he's dating someone new, she's 26, and she says, oh God, and then she heaves ho, and Miranda, without missing a beat, holds her hair back. Aww. Because Miranda's, they're best circle. friends. Yeah. yeah. 
Carrie, but we know Carrie's like a chihuahua. She gets really upset and she just bleh. <laughs> and yeah. that happens later when she when she finds the ring that Aiden. She doesn't know Aiden's mm-hmm. thinking about proposing. Mm-hmm. She finds a ring and she immediately. Pukes. I was definitely going back to your previous. I was definitely more team Aiden for sure. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. the like rugged. Like, Alec loves yeah. Aiden. Right? I love a Aiden. lot. Yeah. So yeah. I was always like pro Aiden. Yeah. He was. He brought on a very different side of Carrie that I think was healthy. Yeah. In many because ways. the, the thing I have a hard time with Carrie because I just want to smack her and like take all her shoes away and tell yeah. her to stop it. Yeah. Yes. Um, Shake which her Aiden does kind of. Yeah. So I felt like we were on the same sure. team. I think a, a lot of people that feel point. that way. You know, we never hear from this doctor Bradley again. Migo. Oh, we what a shame. So oh, but I'm team yeah, Migo. He looks well, good on paper. <laughs> yeah, he's good on paper, but big is her rock, you know. And the episode ends on a very serious note yeah it was like de- like it was like you know blackness credits it was, yeah. there wasn't even a little like no or anything no it was just we're we're done we're out and that shit's was, real yeah and you know why it's real it's because we only have one episode left in this season oh yeah. god whatever happened with the virgin girl which by the way i mean i understand i ha- take issue a little bit with the like saving until marriage thing but like 25 is not that old not to that be a virgin. Old. No. It's not like, like you've never you've never had like, sex with a man. Yeah. And then it's she's like, like, what do you define sex as? Yeah. As if this girl would have accidentally like fallen on a dick and been like, oh, I didn't think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. she's, not, she's not Steve Carell anymore. I definitely know people who were 25 <laughs> when they lost their virginity. I was 21 when I lost my virginity. I think like, that's yeah. just fine. I, I also too. don't like that Carrie says, you're telling me you've never had sex with a man. It's like, why do you have to qualify it with, as with a man? Yeah. Can't you just Carrie? say, have you ever so had sex? heteronormative. Carrie, right? for being as evidenced in the last episode of Sex and the City that we talked about on Carry On, Carrie can be very, like, um, backwards in some ways. And, like, and, and unaccepting because in the last episode we watched Samantha was um propositioned by two of her gay friends David and David to have Mm, sex with them that's right and Carrie's like but they're gay and Samantha's like for a sex columnist you sure have a limited view of sexuality I'm like thank you Samantha yeah god anyway but you know, anyway, so we didn't. She didn't do anything at the end of the episode, right? We didn't. No, no she's just there on she's the just beach, and around. we are left to contemplate <sighs> what's where's Carrie going to go with this. We have one episode left in season two of Carrie on yeah. the Sex and the City podcast. Yeah. Oh my god. We're gonna. We mentioned this before, but um, if you're listening and you love Matthew and Daniel, we're gonna do what we did for the end of season one. We're gonna have both of them on, so it's gonna be a party. So you can look forward to that. Um, Riley. You've been so Thank much fun. Thank you so much. Oh Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, please. No, no I would never. We're, I'll we've go. got great chemistry. You guys right were now. great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, it was so nice having you. Uh, please rate us on iTunes. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're listening. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Um, by the way, uh, just in keeping with our tradition of late of um, shouting out those sweet darlings who leave us iTunes reviews, which, by the way, please go and do that if you haven't yet. It helps us get uh, to the top of them lists and reach more people. Um, Keep Them Coming is the title of this review by KNC623. I'm guessing that's code for Awesome Town. No? Alec, you want to make a better joke about that? No, that was good. Okay, thanks. Um, I found out about this gem from a recommendation. I'd love to know who. Mm. I clicked a random episode and went for it. When I heard Gillette's short, short man referenced, 
when I first the read this, I thought, meeny, meeny, yeah. short, I always thought it was short tort man. First I think of all, I think so. you I did think say I that in the episode. <laughs> but also, when I first read this review, I thought they were talking about Joe Gillette, who's I been on, that. who's been on our show before, yeah. and. I thought, I was like, Gillette's short, and then I realized it must be the name of the artist who yeah. recorded Short Short Man, which leads me to, oh. Joe Gillette, you should record a cover of yeah, Short Short Man. Yeah, because then it'll be like this whole net yeah. Yeah. Uh, When I heard Gillette's Short 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 Man referenced, I hollered in laughter and knew I found a keeper. I love Sex and the City. The chemistry of the host is awesome, and I really enjoyed the discussions about the show. I can't wait for you to get to season three. Yeah, we're with you on that. Well, back to my binge listening. I'm loving the show. P.S. You should cover other TV shows. I'll go ahead and suggest The Sopranos or Friends. Oh, hey. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for that um, review. And as always, reach out to us on Twitter at CarryOnPodcast. On on Instagram at CarryOnPodcast. If you want to talk, we love hearing from people. Yeah. Thank you so much. And um, until next time, carry carry on. on.